listen, a sower went out to sow. We are in the world of stories here. No speech, no commandments, no historical facts. Jesus wants to tell a story, a story about a sower, about seeds and different kinds of soils, and the challenges of agricultural work, and of course, a story about God's kingdom. Sometimes, I imagine Jesus as my Sunday school teacher in Cuba. You know these persons that you enter a room and this person is teaching and you just get trapped. I mean, everything disappears around you and you just get fascinated uh, with this person. Jesus is this kind of storyteller that captures the attention of everybody in the room. Listen, a sower went out to sow. And I imagine immediately the crowd in the beach trapped in Jesus' story, their imagination flying and connecting with their love for soil, uh, their love for sowing and harvesting and creating food for them and their families. As a storyteller, Jesus knows how to build attention in his audience. He knows how to make progressions and bring surprises into the tale he is sharing, so people get surprised and they learn and see beyond their lives. Jesus knows that stories are vessels, precious vessels in which wisdom and sacred, sacredness and God are revealed. And as, the, as a master in telling parables, Jesus knows that these and other parables are, are just ways to talk about the profound and intangible realities of heaven, faith, and God. These parables are stories deeply connected with reality, with the present, but there is always something off in them. There is always an exaggeration, or a paradox, or even something mysterious in these stories taught by Jesus. And that is not the case because Jesus wanted to deceive his followers. There is always something mysterious and surprising, sur surprising in Jesus' stories because they are vessels of the unmeasurable and the divine, which is, we know, sometimes beyond our imagination or comprehension. When we get this, then we can understand why a shepherd leaves 99 sheep to look for one. I mean, math is not correct in that story. Or we can relate to the man who sold all his possessions, every one of them, just to keep a rare and beautiful and single pearl. Imagine you solding everything you have for only one pearl. That's, that's, that's not the way we behave. Or we can relate with the father who welcomes his missing child after he, after he spent all the family's fortune. Or a woman 
who spend, that, that spends all she has celebrating with her neighbors after, after finding a single lost coin. All those stories have something that are out of touch, out of reality. So today we can understand why a sower throw, throws all seeds that he has, even without preparing the soil in advance. Ridiculous, paradoxical, out of reality. What is it in Jesus' stories and parables that they are always challenging common sense and logical human behavior? Listen, a sower went out to sow. The sower doesn't prepare the soil in advance. He doesn't care about wasting a lot of seeds in places where there are no conditions for them to grow. A sower went out to sow. That's it. That's it for Jesus. Jesus is not talking about how to do good business or how to teach ways to reach the best productivity. A sower went out to sow is a story about God's opportunity anytime and everywhere. This is a story about the mathematics of the kingdom, which is different from our understanding and practices of finances or economy. This is a story of scarcity and abundance in God's kingdom and about the dream in God that the little seed we can plant today can be fruitful, maybe 30 times, even maybe 100 fold. They said that if a, if a harvest, if a crop could, could create 100 fold of productivity, it would mean that the person could retire for two years without doing anything in, in bi biblical times. But even when there is so much of surprises and eccentricities in these stories, we have to say that Jesus is not naive in when telling these stories. He doesn't hide from his followers the challenges and setbacks and obstacles of real life. Jesus is clear about the adversities in God's work. He talks about birds eating the seeds that fell on the path. Like those events in our lives that bring our world upside down at the cost of making us doubt or losing our faith. He also talked about seeds that fall on rocky grounds or among thorns. Like those events in our lives that make us lose our breath and energy or even make us distance uh, ourselves from God. It has been a tradition in biblical interpretation to see the different kinds of soils as different people. People who are more um, shallow in their faith or people who are distracted or people who are good soil and they receive the gospel um, in a perfect way. And also Jesus presents that interpretation in the text that we've read today of the gospel. But I want to see all these scenarios as moments in our own life, 
lives. We can be good soil or soil shallow or soil that is not prepared for the seed in our lives, in different moments of our lives. Jesus knows about our inconsistency and our difficulties in persevering in faith and hope. He knows about the difficulties we face when we confront injustice or pain or death and how they can affect our faith. He knows that we can be like little seeds on a hidden side of the road, scorching or drying until death. Jesus knows how difficult it is to hold on to hold for a blossoming and fruitful future, especially when impacted with the terrible realities of war or violence or division or the political games of our times. But as Jesus knows all of that, he also knows how good soil we can be. He knows how we can be a good soil for the seeds of the gospel to flourish and the many fruits in our lives after many years of faithfulness and witnessing and discipleship. Jesus knows that sometimes it is dry season in us, but sometimes it is full springtime and that nothing, nothing can stop in us the divine blossoming of faith and commitment. So listen, a sower went out to sow again. How can we be the best soil God the sower can find today? How can we be the fruitful dream of God today? Let us meditate in silence.